Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Winter Work Podcast. You're with your host, Julian Leahy. And today I'm joined by the fantastic Daniel Elfon from 30 Minutes Outside of Tel Aviv. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks, Julian. I'm glad to be part of When It Worked. Thanks a lot. And Daniel is somebody that has spent a great deal of time and energy working at one of the most powerful platforms, social media platforms, which is LinkedIn. And I think that people really should listen to this because LinkedIn, in my opinion, is a really fantastic resource for business people. What is it that people are doing wrong with LinkedIn, Daniel? It's <laughs> a great question, Julian. I think the initially it starts with uh, defining your objective. Because if we were to ask business people in Perth, in Paris, or in uh, um, Boise, Idaho, they would say they want to generate leads. And when they, when you look at the way they treat LinkedIn, there's a disconnect. In some cases, it, it, they think that they need to use LinkedIn differently because it was or it is a platform to uh, hire people or to show your uh, your expertise uh, as an employee. But if you're not looking for a job, then you should think of your own profile as a website that needs to convert your ideal reader. Absolutely. And um, what should, what do we do to optimize a profile? I mean, mine is not optimized, but what, what is it that you could do to really make it pop? What do you recommend? I think uh, it is important to, to understand that the way people visit our profiles the first thing they see when i look at your profile is the banner and the banner and the profile photo gives a very quick impression and it, it, it needs to be to be meaningful for your ideal reader so it, simply uploading a banner like you did julian is something that probably 99 percent of linkedin users have not done and it would take them, you know, 30 seconds with Canva and 30 seconds uploading something that would look great the way your banner looks. And it's really simple. Since you hit record, probably 500 people have joined LinkedIn. Each second, two people sign up. So we need to make that profile work for us. Okay. The other thing we could look at in terms of text is the headline. The headline that found your, your headline founder to uh, row to three is intriguing and interest interesting. How would you describe the way you help your clients? Is it to get more from advertising? Is it to how how would you say? Yeah, how to generate leads and consistency, just to generate consistency with your business through paid advertising, which probably is is a much better headline. You know what i think uh, you nailed it here and in terms of headline because when people run a search they will only see your name in your headline and try to think of, of your headline as a way to attract people who are not necessarily familiar with you or your name or the name of the company and what i could share with you afterwards is a, a cheat sheet or a giveaway that would help people improve their headline because the default would be founder xyz or vp sales abc it's not always the, the name of the company that would uh, uh, open the door for us. And the benefit you give to the reader is probably more interesting from their perspective. Absolutely. And um, headlines and things like that, they are so important. And I, I know for a fact that they make a massive difference to whether people will click and learn more about what you're doing 
Um, so that's uh, that's something we all should do, and I, I should actually improve that. And um, what about what sort of content do you, do people should they be putting on their LinkedIn? Is it something they need to be doing every day, or and what type of things work best for LinkedIn? Okay, that's a great question. In a word, Julian, I would say that the best content I found to work on LinkedIn is educational content, top of funnel. Okay, so, so if you think about your ideal client, your, your prospect, you ask yourself, what are the questions they are struggling with? And what content, educational content could I think of that would make them understand what I bring to the table? Not a sales speech, but really information. And in terms of funnel, then you need to make them find you. So you have to think about the terms you would use when someone will search for your, for your specialty. And then the five first seconds, the first five seconds where they see the banner and the headline is what going is what's going to make people scroll. And then they get more information from the featured section on your profile. And then the call to action should be go to my website here or download this piece of information there so what i would recommend is identifying the evergreen content that you have and leveraging leveraging it on linkedin on your profile and sharing it also in specialized groups and i call this a, a dpi a digital portfolio inventory you simply look at every content you have and you look at it from the perspective of your prospect so if they realize that the biggest change in, in online marketing is paid advertising and they don't know enough about it, then you explain what paid, paid advertising is today in your, like, a real high-level overview for them to understand and move from point A to point B. And at the end of that, you, said, you, you tell them that there's also point C and they understand that you can bring them more information and more value and this is the way you can convert them and by simply informing them or giving them information that will help them run their business. And you give away information that is likelier to make them look at you as a trusted advisor. And if you are able to do this, then Julian, when they're ready to buy, you're the only seller standing. Yeah, so very much a case of leading with educational content and value and not trying to be too salesy and pitch people. Um, it's it's interesting that you said that because just yesterday I, I got a con connection request and I didn't know who this person was. They had found me in a LinkedIn group and they mm -hmm. requested a contact, so I did that, and then immediately they sent me a message with a link of what they were selling and I thought... Wow, that's terrible because I don't know this person at all and I can't imagine anybody even going and clicking on that link. So uh, that's, I guess, the opposite of what you're talking about in leading with value. You're absolutely right. And, and your instinct is, is the right one. And, and nobody likes to receive those kind of invitations because they know that 20 seconds later there will be a transaction or someone offering things that you're not really interested in. So don't be that person. And what I could also say is that when someone sends you sends you an invitation and you're, you want to ask that person a question, there's a way to do it. And LinkedIn has moved things around, but as we speak, there's a link. And what you could do 
is simply click on message. And here, if I didn't know who you are, then I would ask, thank you. I would say, thank you very much, Julian. Could I be of help to you or to row to three? And that enables your, your person to send you the invitation request to tell you why they wanted to connect. And if you see, if they you, know, you recognize them as someone interesting for you to connect with, then please go ahead and do it. But if they don't reply, then move on and, and you don't have to accept the invitations. You can reply and assess out of the, the invitations you get, maybe 5%, 10% would be interesting enough. Send them a message and see how they reply. Excellent. And um, what, what about actually actively looking for people? Um, how, how is the best way to go about that and finding people to connect with? How often can you connect with people? Do you have to be careful about getting banned on LinkedIn and all of that stuff? Uh, yes, I think uh, um, a connection strategy is important. Maybe in 30 seconds, the, the your online presence on LinkedIn, the profile uh, that you have is probably the first step and the most important one because anything you do on LinkedIn shows your, your profile. And I could share something about that maybe later. The second stage is your connection strategy. So in terms of connection, there are probably three uh, main ways to do it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is deciding whether you want to be the best connected or the most connected. Now, Julian, each of those option, options can work for you if you stay, if you stick around long enough. What is the benefit and what is the downside of being the best connected or most connected? If you're the most connected, then you have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. And the greatest benefit is, is exposure. When you share information that is relevant to your audience, then a lot of people are going to discover it because you have tens of thousands of connections. The downside is that you don't know most of them. And if we look at the best connected strategy, it means you know people you connect with and in, instead of exposure, what you have is trust. Why is that important? Because when you run a search on your ideal client and you find 200 people and you limit it to people you share a mutual connection with and you see a Jane Doe that is a mutual connection, you know who Jane Doe is. And the greatest thing to do now is to leave LinkedIn leave the platform, communicate with Jane, ask her how she's been, and say, I see that you're connected with John Doe from uh, Perth X. Could, do you know him well enough to make an introduction? And I found that in, in our business, referrals, referrals are, is probably 90% of my own business, and referrals come pre-sold. They are less price sensitive, they stay with us longer, and they end up referring people themselves. So ask yourself whether you want to be best connected or most connected, because if our listeners watch yours, try to aim for both, they will are likely to end up with very little of either. You have to make a choice. Excellent. Now, Daniel, you had a, you had a couple of really good graphics. Um, one was what will take uh, for clients who have never heard of you to actually contact you. Are you able to bring that up on the screen and we'll have a talk about that? 
This one? That's the one, yep. Cool, yep. The, the awareness stage is uh, um, on top. This is a simple funnel that, that I simply translated, if you'd like, to, to LinkedIn. This is taken from, uh, from a chapter of my book. And what we have to do is try to make our prospects go from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel. Now, how, Julian, how will they find us? We have to write to find the right keywords. So you simply ask someone who could be a, a good prospect. You ask them what terms would they use if they were looking for someone with your skill set? And why do I ask you to ask them? Because Julian, you're, you have a lot of information. You're an expert, you're an authority in that field. So maybe the terms you would use are way, way more specialized than what normal people would use. Maybe normal people would only add Google AdWords, or maybe they would use even a, a wrong term. But if people are using certain terms, then those terms should be weaved in an elegant way in your profile. And a simple exercise we could uh, uh, suggest is build a list of, say, 50 keywords, and then visit your own profile and see how many of those terms are present somewhere in your profile. And if you if you want more uh, uh, a, a second call to action, then you could explain here and give more context and add more keywords and explain what is it that you do. And that is likely to make people understand and find you. So this is the searchability aspect. When someone, another thing uh, uh, people need to, re to, to remember is that whenever a prospect runs, runs a Google search for their name, then their LinkedIn profile is going to be top of list. So you, the, you need to make that presence count. Okay, mm -hmm. the, the, the first step is simply enable those people to find you. And when they find you, they have five seconds, that's the banner and the headline. And then, if you want to be even more professional about it, you think about the destination you'd like and you add it as a featured section. What do I mean by that? When I look at your profile and when it works, this for me is not a hyperlink. And if you want to make your profile shine even more, what you could do is take that link, go to your profile, and when you go to your profile, LinkedIn will show you add profile section. So you click on add profile section and you go to recommended and featured. You click on the plus sign, you select link and you paste the link here. And when you click on add, LinkedIn will try to find an image. In some cases, it finds a better image and then you can change that link. Or you could use um, row to three and LinkedIn will show it differently. If we try this with row to three, then the way it will look is this. Drum roll, okay, that's better. You can also customize this. Instead of simply saying what we're doing, we you could take this, and use it actually as the title. 
So obviously, I'm not going to save it here on my uh, on my account, but that's something that that's easily done, and it can be done within five minutes. And by the time this episode is uh, live, I would like to revisit your profile and see that you've done it. The last, uh, the bottom of the profile is enable them to your your visitors to understand what your call to action is, and simply to um, find a simple way to message you. That's not necessarily on LinkedIn. Okay, not and um, sorry, I'm not sure what happened there. And um, what should people be focusing on? Um, are people sometimes uh, focusing on building up their uh, metrics, like how many people they're connected to? Um, or should they be focusing on how much uh, business they're generating? From their activity. What if? What's going to be my answer? Well, I know what the what your answer is going to be, but I'd like to hear you tell me. <laughs> okay, so it, it really, it's it's a no brainer. The, the metrics business owners should focus on are business metrics. Okay, so if if you think in terms of your business, then the metrics you're likely to be interested in are on the right. Okay, it's revenues its orders, its downloads, its demos, its inquiries. And what happens is that a lot of business leaders, a lot of salespeople, a lot of uh, uh, executives are focusing on the wrong metrics. Because Julian, if they only focus on the LinkedIn metrics, then it doesn't matter that you have a gazillion connections if you haven't translated them into revenues. And my clients don't get views or followers or endorsements they get revenues and i think the simplest tip to offer people is to focus on their business metrics and linkedin should help them achieve their business goal if you have an event if, if you have a forthcoming webinar and you have a hundred people signing up and ordering two thousand three thousand uh, australian dollars at the end of the webinar and linkedin enables you to have a 50 percent extra sales then julian you know that those 50 percent were attributed or were given to you thanks to the, the the work you've done on linkedin so simply focus on the on the right metrics on the business metrics and linkedin should help you serve that business metrics and not the other way around all right, I'll just bring up that graphic there. Sorry, I, I should have brought that up earlier. And um, oh, that's gone. <laughs> and and what's the first step that people should do? Because I think that people need to have LinkedIn in their tool bag. Uh, and uh, Daniel knows a great deal about helping people with that. So what what should people do? Do you have um, some information them at your website? With pleasure. Uh, my website has a lot of uh, resources, free resources and articles um, that are free. They could all, there's a store with uh, downloads and, and guides. Uh, there's a way to uh, to book a, um, a call and to uh, to download the, uh, or to participate in, in a forthcoming course. There's a, there's a giveaway about the profile headline. And uh, if I can share my screen very quickly and, and show you another thing then can you see the axes here yeah 
The X, okay, the, the X axis is the number of our connections. So when we signed up, Julian, we started over here on the left and then we moved gradually to the right. Maybe we have 800 connections, maybe we have 80, but we're somewhere here on the right. But what's important is actually the other axis, the amount of information we are giving people who view our LinkedIn profile. So if you had to pick one quadrant, which one would be best for you? Where would you like to head? Which number would work best for you? Scale your business yeah. health. Excellent. So let's say that you had two ways, Julian, to get to uh, scale your business heels on the top right. One way would be to go to the right first. It means you connect, you send invitations, you accept uh, invitations to connect, you get to 2000 connections, and then you build your profile. Or you could build a converting profile and then send invitations and then accept. Which sounds more uh, logical to you? Which would work best for you? Get your profile in order before you start getting those connections. Great. And the last question, do you think that our uh, audience here and every LinkedIn users has performed that action and that choice? If they're like me, probably not. <laughs> so uh, in, before you connect and before you send invitations, look at your profile because let, let's, let's think of an example. It, Imagine that I would uh, buy a, a domain called Julian Lee, and when I've when any, everyone runs a search for you, that will be the top result. But imagine when I click on that, it would show me an under construction page. So it's the same thing. You don't scale before what you have is converting. So build a decent profile. Look at it. Look at your profile. Make sure it's converting and then move to the right send 20 invitations accept 100 invitations what however you'd like but don't do it first because you're you're only treating linkedin as a glorified rolodex and you're not converting it into revenues that's one of the mistakes people uh, uh make because they're focused on the linkedin metrics instead of remembering the the old school business metrics you need revenues you need orders you need inquiries linkedin should help you serve them Wonderful. Some really fantastic value and information. I'm going to stay connected with Daniel. And if you want to learn um, some more about this, which I really think you should do, um, I've got Daniel's website up on the screen there, danielalfon.com. Thank you for coming on, Daniel. Julian, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to uh, be with you on when it's worked. Thanks. And thanks for listening and watching, everyone. And I'll see you very soon on another episode.